0: Do you ever lift your head up from your phone, look around and think to yourself, my God, everything is weird. Well, we do a lot. This is the Observation Station, a unique, entertaining and hilarious podcast. If we observe it, we talk about it. Anything and everything. Anything and everything. Everything. Let's get weird, and let's have some fun. This is the Observation Station, and now your host, Tommy Heights.
1: Hey, what's going on? Welcome back, space travelers and enthusiasts. This is the Observation Station. I'm your host, Tommy Heights, ready to take you on another interstellar journey. Today we're talking about something that's not just in the realms of science fiction anymore. Space tourism. You heard it right, vacationing in space. So let's blast off with these big names in the games. Uh, First off, we're going to start off with some Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and Richard Branson. These guys aren't just tech moguls. They're trailblazers of the commercial space travel. So Jeff Bezos, everybody knows, is the Amazon tycoon. He launched Blue Origin with the vision of millions of people living and working in space. So the company's new Shepard rocket has already taken civilian crews just past the Kármán line, and that's the official start of space. So imagine floating in zero gravity and seeing Earth from above. I mean, it's mind-blowing, right? I can just uh, remember when we were younger kids, they would have it where we would go and, uh, you know, to these places where they're ex, like maybe NASA, uh, uh, not astronauts, but they're working there, and they would come into the school, and they'd tell us, oh, well, you know, this is how it is out in space. Here's some photos. These are some things that the telescope took photos of. Mind you, this was when we were a lot younger. It wasn't like Google now, where you can just type in these images and see all kind of 4K of Mars and Jupiter and all that other stuff, easily accessible. Back when you're kids. Uh, in your like an elementary school, you see the guy come in. They're like, "Oh my God, is this guy an astronaut? What's going on?" So everybody grows up seeing as space is different. I don't know what's going on with these flat earthers. These guys should be, you know, you should say thrown off the earth. But, you know, I would love to take every flat earther, take them straight out to space to one of these tourism things, just film it and make a reality TV show. And when you toss them off the space station, just let them fly out into the ether of of space. You go, (laughs) how flat is that earth? So, I mean, look, we have... A lot of big people that have to have a lot of financial backing to do space travel. This is not something that's cheap where you can just get a, on a spirit flight and say, yeah, let me uh, go to Mars. Uh, no, it doesn't work like that. So next we have Elon Musk, the man behind SpaceX, Tesla. I mean, so you name it, this is the guy that is is in the front of everybody's mind when it comes to technological advancements into the world. He's not just thinking about space tourism, he's eyeing Mars colonization. His starship rocket is designed for deep space missions, so Musk dreams of making humanity a multi-planetary species. Imagine booking a trip to Mars in the future, which has a whole new meaning to long-distance travel. I think if we had seen maybe, you know, or, or I had seen an interview with Elon, he was mentioning that if he was to die, he would rather do it on Mars than on Earth. I feel that, uh, you know, if you're getting bored of Earth when you have 200 and something billions of dollars, you're like, well, you know, what other planets are there out in the galaxy? A lot of times people have to have it where they get that next buzz of the, the big thing and the, the space tourism is going to be the big thing because at some point people are going to be like, you know, we see it all on TV. Is there aliens? What's going on out there? Uh, you know, how is it going to be inhabitable for humans? How long can you stay up there with the you know oxygen levels? All different kinds of things. When you see somebody like Elon Musk I feel like if there's somebody to find out how to take care of space tourism in a way that, you know, is a consumer friendly um thing that we can say, hey, book the ticket to Mars. We're going. It doesn't even have to be first class, fly me economy, unless it takes like forever to get up there. You know, eight hour flights are bad enough on these planes. I could just imagine, you know, I mean, you're you're spending a couple hundred thousand dollars to be going up to space at this point. From there, it's like, okay. Well, you you see it all in the pictures, but what is it to be living it out in real life? That is two separate things. It's like, okay, you have a bunch of billionaires going at it. Who is the best at doing the space tourism? Is it the guy that's doing Blue Origin? Is it SpaceX? Well, finally we come here to Richard Branson. Richard Branson, a lot of people know as the founder of Virgin. So there's Virgin Airlines, Virgin Voyages for cruises. But uh, the adventurous founder of the Virgin Galactic, his spaceship, uh, it's called his, um, it's called Spaceship Two, is aiming for suborbital spaceflight. So it's giving passengers a few minutes of weightlessness with ground, or um, zero gravity, and a breathtaking view of Earth. So Branson... He took himself on a ride to space, proving that his vision is well within reach. I was looking to say, okay, how much are these tickets worth? Ba 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 ba. One hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for thirty seconds of being out in space. If you have that kind of capital, that's nothing but a drop in the bucket. But if you're a normal person, that's going to be way out of the budget for you know normal folks to say, hey, look, I would like to go to space. Here's one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Let's get there. Ba 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 it's it's not that quick you know the the advancements are incredible when you think about it i mean it's over it's over half a century like since humanity first set foot on the moon so the historic apollo 11 mission in 1969 was a giant leap for mankind now we're looking beyond that with mars as the next big frontier so Maybe some people are already like, hey, what would it be like to meet aliens? Who knows if there's even aliens out when you're going to be flying out there? That's not a guaranteed when you're visiting out there. We don't even really know what the universe has to offer because there is so much out there that has been undiscovered, just like the ocean. It's like it gives you a headache almost just looking out into the starry sky light and saying, wow, there is so much out there that I have no idea that even exists we just are knowing of what's going on in front of us. I mean, when you take a look at Earth, you think to yourself how small you are in the the, the big game of life. I mean, Earth, as a, as it is right now, has about 7 billion people. How many, you know, it doesn't have to be maybe humans, but what other species are on these different planets that we could communicate with? I mean, it, the mind just can wander for ever and just say wow look at all the resources if we get good enough to extract them from different planets uh which wouldn't hurt whatever life is on those other planets not that there's human resources for these interplanetary uh, resource extractions but to say oh my god we don't have to extract any more from earth we can pull it from whatever you know the planet tata whatever you want to call it that would be super cool and say, yeah, I run a, a resource extraction on this, this planet Tata. That'd <laughs> be so cool. These are the things that people now with technology and, and artificial intelligence can say, okay, so how can I fix this? What can I do here? When we were on the moon, that was a joke for people to say, oh, yeah, well, that'll happen when a man walks on the moon. The 1969 walks around, that happens. Now what? Uh, so that's a big part of where in your life you're saying, okay, what is it that I need to do to figure out what is in my mind to say, this is impossible. I mean, going to the moon that had to be beyond impossible. Trying to even explain that to the people, even like family members, like, Hey, I'm going to see the moon right there. I'm going to be walking on that soon. Family's probably like, you know, all right. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) well, You know, that probably will blow up in midair or whatever it is. This is the beautiful thing of having it where you're an independent thinker. Say, all right, I want to do this. This is what makes me just tick to say I want to be on the moon. So from there you say, well, what is it that makes me want to push forward? forward so hard that no one on planet earth has ever been able to do and that's what nasa was a uh, was allowed to do when they they sent the the astronauts out there on apollo 11 they put the flag of the the american the flag on the moon i mean these are beautiful things that you just like wow you sit there even watching the videos of the first time the man hit the moon you're like oh my god i mean just imagine being right there to watch the tv and say this is now where we've pushed technology to such a extent that it's not even understandable to the even the human that's watching this. I mean, it's so unbelievable that people are like, oh yeah, they filmed that in some movie studio in Arizona uh, and they faked the moon landing. It's like, whatever. Okay, whatever. So, I mean, look. It is what it is. So, uh, I mean, that look. That wraps up our cosmic ride for today. It's exhilarating to look up Um, and and just see the sky and think that what is the future of space travel how could it become a part of our lives so keep thinking you know keep the star starry skies just uh up there in your in your back your mind you know the sky is no longer the limit (laughs) so all right well with that being said i wanted to have it where the next episode is going to be the luxury cars and economical vehicles. So it's going to be kind of like, why would you buy a luxury versus an economy car? What's the reason? Um, You know, is it just a flex or is there a purpose behind it? So, hey, that being said, guys, next, we're going to be diving into that. So tune in, find out, signing off from the observation station. Stay curious and just keep it smiling. Bye bye, everybody.
0: You've been listening to The Observation Station. We find everyday life and everyday situations hilarious. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And be sure to tell a friend about the show. That would help too. See you next time on The Observation Station.